When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on Vulnerable, I have the pleasure of speaking to a longtime friend, Daniela Monet. We catch up about being moms, tired moms, and, you know, content creators, Nickelodeon Disney kid life. Like, I think in general, it's just a really good feel-good episode, and I hope you will enjoy this episode of Vulnerable. I, I love that today you're going to get vulnerable, Danielle oh, yeah. Monet. Oh, well, pretty usual. <laughs> I haven't seen you since you were in my kitchen. Oh, my gosh. That was the last time. Yeah, sadly. That was, sadly. like, early postpartum for me. Was it? Yeah, with Gio. Like, oh, yeah? I feel like I had just had him. Okay, I was going to say, some of, my, some of my friends, like Sabrina Bryan was on, and she's like, I think think we're gonna get pregnant soon or, ah. or she was pregnant and she hadn't made the announcement or something like that or maybe she was I don't even know but like I just there was people that I saw in 2020 who have literally had they have full-grown toddlers now. oh yeah for sure but yes you only had one then I could have been pregnant at that point I'm saying, I, had I think you might have been like hey I'm pregnant I don't even announced. know I don't even know we'll do the math yeah somebody in the comments <laughs> We don't have the energy or no. the time because now we both have two children. Yes, yes, this is true. What is this like? It's a circus. It's, it's a, a shit it's show. An absolute, yeah, it's a shit show. I don't know where what you guys. Yeah, it's an absolute. Shit oh, we show. swear, we swear. We okay, so yeah, today was especially <laughs> shitty of the show, and well, yeah, why? you know, I'm here. I am. I just had like a weird night last night because my youngest woke up, which isn't normal as much anymore, which is great. But the truth is, she's potty trained. She doesn't pee at night. So a while ago, she's only two, I took her diaper off. I said, no more diaper. We're not wearing diapers. You don't pee at night. It's a waste of diapers. Yeah. So she doesn't wear a diaper at night. And last night, she was so tired. And I said, you got to go pee before you go to bed or else you might pee the bed. She said, mm, no, I don't want to pee. I'm not peeing in the toilet. We are going to bed. I'm so tired. I said, fine. And I took my chances. And sure enough, she peed for the first time since being potty trained. And I was like, this is what it is. So I get up. I, I know it's her. I get up. I freak out. I get her. And then I'm like, I'm not doing this bed thing. She's coming to bed me. I literally felt like I was getting pushed off the bed the entire night. And I know she didn't sleep well. So the whole day was just what it was. <laughs> Girl, I know this. I know this so bad. So my youngest is four and a half years old. I breastfed her way too long. How Sorry, long? sweetie. How long? Three years. Okay, I'm Three. at two and a half. Okay, so three three and a half years I mean she was she she basically she had to be forced off you know it yeah. was like and also too because she was I feel like she's my last yeah um I I kind of didn't I didn't I didn't stop no the, I know the first one I had issues with the breastfeeding mm -hmm. so I didn't um those pathways really didn't happen for me and so it was it was a supply thing and mm -hmm. then also she was kind of a binky baby so the first one was very independent and also she's just like her personality wise very independent mm -hmm. great sleeper mm -hmm. love to nap you know, like I didn't realize because it was my first, just how easy I had. Oh wow, it. you got lucky then. I did. So my <laughs> second one, super attached, mm. like to the point where everyone else around her, she acts very differently. Yeah, of course, of course. Yes. And then to me, though, we have this special relationship. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> special time. I'm telling you, my husband didn't even. But here's the problem. So real, real talk, mom talk here. I love this because we we haven't really talked no about being mamas, especially to multiples. No. And so this is great to connect about this since it's been years. So my husband didn't sleep in our bed for like three years. Ah. So I saw him, you know, we yeah, were married folks. But like at the same time, it was like he slept in a whole different room. 
For three years. Because she was sleeping with you? Did you co-sleep? He has he has some stomach problems, I think, that he acquired from the military and other things. And, like, he basically, if he doesn't have good sleep, he gets into, like, a full attack. Mm. And, like, there's been times when he's been hospitalized. Many times. For like a stomach thing, you know, and I and I and I and we just didn't want that for him. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I will do nights. Yeah. We will figure it out. So originally, I co-slept with the first one, and then the second one, she was like so attached. I would nurse her at night instead of pop the milk into sure, the first sure. one. Second one, it was my boob. Yeah. And so I thought that was way easier. But it is in a weird way. In a weird way, you're until like here you're two and a half. No. Yeah. Until I they get teeth. Yeah. Well, that. Yeah. <laughs> and then anyway, so he basically, eventually though, I was like, no, like we're gonna move her um, into from a crib to a bed. Right. And like, I will co-sleep with her in her bed if I need to, but you need to get back in our marriage bed. Mm. It's been three years. I was like, we're not European. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have two lives. Yeah. So finally, you know, everything's fine. But the sacrifice that I have to make is that, you know, I still wake up. Mm -hmm. and she's, Oh, you still do? So after I leave here, uh -huh. Los Angeles, I'm going straight. I land at midnight. And at six in the morning, um, my daughter is going to have tonsil surgery. Oh, my gosh. So... Um, your youngest or your my my youngest oh wow and so we're hoping that because she has sleep apnea oh. that she will sleep through the night because she's not breastfeeding oh. anymore right anyway i know people in the comments are going to be like why why it's five minutes in why haven't you asked daniela how she's doing <laughs> let's, let's talk about daniela <laughs> you know what i know we could technically cut it out <laughs> but i think like i think there's so much joy in seeing two two gals that you kind of grew up with reconnect for real yeah and it's not like hey this is an interview sometimes i feel like it's almost like i just want to co-host yeah oh <laughs> happy to good <laughs> so well, how are you? you yes i was gonna say you're a podcaster you're a content creator now i feel like um you inherently had a take on social media before i did mm. um can you speak to like what that was like sort of being this nickelodeon star for as long as you've been and still, you know, it's and it's it's so like, what was that like for you? You're like, I think I need to do socials. No, that wasn't what it was like at all. Actually, no. Um, someone in our web department at the time, Instagram came out while I was on Victorious. They said, come in here, literally sat in their office. They said, we're creating. I don't even know if they said handles like usernames for Twitter and Instagram. And I was like, I don't know what these are, but whatever. There was a lot of things that we just did around that time that you sure. kind of just do. Yeah. Um, and you, you do it. So I did it and um, didn't know what I was doing. Would put random stuff up. I remember the only reason why Instagram They posted felt, for you? No, I did. Okay. No, yeah. It was just like they did me a favor. Yeah, it sounds of sitting like it. me down and creating an account. But I did. I ran it. Like yeah. they didn't have any access to okay. it. Um, but I think they knew that like these kids should build their like brands. I mean, they've, they're Nickelodeon's yeah, cutting course. edge. So they know. They're very they probably had edge. a call in with an Instagram and they were like, hey, listen, we're doing this thing. Get everyone on it. I don't yeah. know. Cool. That's probably what it is, actually. Sure. That's exactly what it is because Instagram will once in a while reach out to certain content creators now and be like, oh, something's coming. Oh. Use it. You know, like some new little app feature's coming. They absolutely. So I'm sure that they talked to Nickelodeon about I'm it. I'm sure. Like, Get everyone on there. Yeah. So that's what happened. And um, I was newly dating Andrew, my now husband at the time. So the only reason why I like really feel like Instagram was relevant in my life was I was trying to post so that he could see. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is a pretty picture. Like, I'm going to put, I had no interest in you like appealing to the masses. You I was just like, 
You appealed to what? He was like, I'm going to post this right ah. now. And if he sees that, we're in good shape. Oh, I love that. So that was the extent of my, uh, yeah, Instagram in the beginning days. Andrew is so great. So how did you guys meet? Through a friend. A uh, friend was in ha- Lake Havasu of all places. If you oh know my about God. Lake Havasu, of it's all a places. party town. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> she and I grew up together. I had lost touch with her for a while because I didn't go to school. Yeah. So I knew them. I knew her through school, but like mm-hmm. wasn't really friends as much as in whatever. So she saw him in Lake Havasu with some mutual friends and was like, I feel like I know a girl for you out of absolute nowhere. Called me, was like probably a little drunk. It was Memorial Day weekend. I mean, she was Lake like, Havasu, I know this guy for you. And I'm like, <laughs> nice to talk to you. How have you, How's life been? Out and she's like, no, blue. I really know that this guy is a good fit for you. And Wait, she, was he like a fan? No, he, he doesn't speak. Yeah. He's quiet. He's yeah. a very quiet, keep to himself. Like, but he wasn't a fan of yours. No, he didn't why, know who I was. Like, you didn't cave up in the conversation. No. And, and, and I like, don't, no, no. And these are like real, like, OG friends. They yeah, don't even, yeah, like, yeah. know that I'm on, they don't care that I'm on TV. They don't, that wasn't even, like, a thing. <laughs> They're not the age demo. No, they did not, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she was like, I'll, you know, I'll, whatever, intro you on Facebook or something. But we talked for three months on Facebook before meeting in real life. Wow. Yeah. I did yeah. not know this. Yeah. This is really cool. Yeah. And then when you guys first, what was your first date like then? Oh, it was, yeah, I mean, if you really want, it was not my best. <laughs> <laughs> I was dealing with some like family stuff at the time and I almost didn't go. I almost actually flaked on him a few times. Poor guy. But I, I, <laughs> life was weird at the time. Like I was living in um, Hollywood at the beginning of when we were talking, moved to Studio City and I just felt really disjointed from like reality. I was so busy and like wasn't really grounded at all. Like never really home long enough to like be home and like nest and yeah. dating at the time was also very, you know, new for me. I, I even though I was in my early 20s, like I just didn't have like a normal well, you were enough like stunted, right? Yeah, I think we, like, all of us like starting early. I feel like when I went to college, I was not a real 18 year old. I was like 16. Yeah. In a lot of ways, but like in some ways I I just didn't relate because I felt like I was too old. Yeah. So it was weird. Oh, I get that. Yeah. yeah. Because I remember, okay, so people don't know this, but Danielle and I worked on a, a movie together. Oh yeah. Um, Taking five. Uh-huh. That was, a, <laughs> That's that how was we met. by the way, that was the one of the biggest turning points for me because I emancipated to do that. <gasps> I didn't or, know. No, that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I did. Um, <laughs> I did a version of that. Um, I did a high school equivalency exam, That's which was not even a legit high school equivalency exam. It was like, and I don't know if you know this, but a lot of people were doing it at the time. Um, I don't even want to throw some names out there, but you don't have to. Okay, no pressure. So, so I went. This to is this a no pressure place. podcast. <laughs> I went to this place in like Koreatown. Does that ring a bell? <laughs> Not shady at all. Okay, so it doesn't ring a bell. No, no, no. But I do know about a, people who were doing the high school equivalency exam. I okay, feel so like, you go there like, and it's like a four-hour, not even a four-hour test. They say it's a four-hour test. You sit down, you answer a bunch of questions, and then they live, they give you a high school diploma. So wow. You can go and like interesting. As like a graduate. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
Okay, cool. So you did that, and yeah. but then I went to Utah. Okay, because I didn't have my family. I didn't have anyone, anyone with me. Oh, well, yeah. you had us. <laughs> yeah, I had, I had my big sister. You had Alona Tall. Oh yeah, that's right. I ran um, into her recently. Did not you? that recent, but like yeah, yeah we saw each other. She this, has like, multiple Spider-Man kids too. Thing, yeah, right. Yeah, Alona Tall is an actress. Israeli. She's like super famous in Israel, and she's so a badass. Oh God, she's such a badass, and. She's such a tough cookie, though. Oh, it was my first experience, I think, working with a method actor <laughs> on a, like a kid's movie. Is she a method actor? I'm pretty sure she's a method actor. Oh, wow. I, I, have a, I have like a memory of her and I having to do a scene where we were mad at each other because we played best friends. And I, I think I recall, and I don't know if I'm making this up, but she was just like, punch me right before, like, or wow. something. Yeah. And I, was I like, buy oh, that. This is method. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I buy that. That's so great. I loved you guys in that movie. That's a cute You too. Classic. I mean, I was wild. <laughs> and it was really funny because I actually. You were wild in real life. I was wild. That was like Christy. <laughs> you, were the, you were wild in real life. That was Christy's like Kesha days. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they could have got Kesha and it would have been like the same kind of character that I played this like wild rock star You know, actually, she goes off with the rock stars like at yeah. the end of this rock star movie. She's so funny. I don't know. That character was me trying to be Angelina Jolie at the time. It was fine. Well, you don't do, I actually have to ask you because I have the best memories of Utah um, when we were working there. First of all, I think we, we, we did go to the, the high school that they used High School Musical at, right? Yeah. Is that where we Mm -hmm. filmed? I think so. I think so too. Yeah. Uh, And then. Because Bart was in it. Yeah. Bart Johnson. He played my dad. Yeah. He looks the same. The same. Like I see he's, he's huge on TikTok and I look at oh, him and really? I'm like, how are you this young Aww. and vibrant? Like, yeah. does dances it's a, and... It's a good family. Yeah. They were really... I was I grew up with that family because... Um, the Lively or yeah, the, the Johnson? Okay. Yeah. Elaine yeah. Lively and... I guess Ernie he has Lively. been with his, his wife for a long time. Yeah, Robin. So Robin Lively too, she's an actress. Beautiful, She beautiful. was like the OG Disney. Like Teen Witch. Teen Witch. Teen Witch. Yeah. I'm so bummed they haven't rebooted that. I will. Right? We'll see what happens after you put it out in the universe. I know, right? Wouldn't that yeah. be cool? Um, so anyway, so we were in Utah and uh, Chesley. What, no, yes. Was, yes. Why is that name? Yes. She was our producer. Yes. Chesley. <laughs> yes. I remember that name. Yes. I, I think I went to her house in the hills after we got back. We did. Oh, you did. We okay, did a listening we were there. <laughs> yes. They were, they were so sweet. They were so kind. And, and they were so inclusive of us as like a little ensemble of Mark. Marcus Polk was yes. in this movie too. Oh my God. The memories are just. Girl, I'm telling you. Oh anyway, my God. I can't. So, and we're not even going to talk about oh, Ben. Okay. Oh, Ben. <laughs> Ben, we We're have not, to talk about Ben. Do you want to talk about Ben? You know ben? he lives like right over here. That's good like, for Ben. Like literally in this backyard. <laughs> ben broke me and my like fiance up. Just so you know. <laughs> I didn't know that. Ben was like, my heart, my whole heart. Okay, I think we're like, I think we dated the same guy is what I'm trying to get around No, I didn't say. date Ben Oh, good, for real. okay, all right. No, I didn't date him for real, but there was like definitely like this interesting this. like love thing that we had, but it was very that. borderline brother-sister. I was so little. I know, I was I a know. little bean. Yes, you No, were. but I have stories from that whole situation. <laughs> I know, me too, it's okay. No, but not from, not from that, like, you know that they brought in a new singer and. Oh, the Click Five. Yeah. Let's talk about the, the, the drama. Oh. Oh my God. Oh God. <laughs> the boys were fine. I mean, they were young guys that all had gone to music school together. They all went to Berkeley. Yes. The Click Five. They were amazing. It, they were. They were so talented. Their lead singer, um, really, it was like it was like art imitating life. Mm, yes. Because the character was breaking up with the band and mm-hmm. he was gonna go solo. And I think You're right. Huh? I'm right. 
I didn't even think How about do that. I have such a good memory? You keep it keep for it somebody coming. who was that drunk at that time, <laughs> all the time. True story. True story. I was like in the middle of Utah. I was like, where can I find vodka? Oh my God. Yeah. And you couldn't. It was like no. a whole thing. I was so pissed. I That's was smoking right. so many cigarettes. That's and so right. Much, I smoked so much weed with Marcus Polk. That's right. <laughs> There's a lot of weed. In all Utah. of this. Okay. Where did you get back. that weed? I don't, I don't know. know. In Utah. Oh all places. We were naughty, guys. Anyway, you but were naughty. I was not. <laughs> But I was also like, I was, I was 17. I was also 21. Yeah, you were fresh. But, fresh I, but like, remember how we said I was stunted? Because I mm. still really enjoyed hanging out with you guys. Like, um, like I felt like we were all really friends. Yes, we were. So like, I didn't see time. you as a little, little well, bean. Well, I, I saw you as like, <laughs> Well, I, for some reason, thought, well, you know, when you're 17, anyone older than 17 feels like they are an adult. Yes. And I was like, you are an adult. I guess you're right. I was. But 21 is young. I was trying to hang with you guys. That is young. No, you should have. It was so fun. It was. So do you remember when we were in Utah, we went to that scary, we went to like, it was Halloween. Yes. And we went to two really cool things. One, we went to like a witch's, like a witch's park or something. It is Park City, so people can look this up vaguely it was really sweet and okay. like I always think about it because I was like that was such a cute moment for us as a cast Aww. and then we also went to like a horror a horror what do they call it vaguely like a Why horror house I remember some of this not a horror are house. you sure you brought the a little girl with you house. I feel uh -huh. like I, that sometimes I was like left out really That's yeah I feel cool. like maybe I wasn't no I not on went, purpose okay okay because you were purpose. working no no not even that I think also like you guys had a thing like that like everyone was kind of like with someone oh. you know what I mean and I didn't have like I wasn't with someone oh that's weird you're right I did make up for it at some point. <laughs> love this. I'm so glad we talked about that. <sighs> we love you, Ben. But I love you, we're, Ben. We're Wanda. moms now. And I love, though, that, too, that we're at this age where we can just, like, really, truly laugh about the past. Oh, it was, I mean, I'm so grateful for all the experiences that I've had. Even if they were an apps, like, if I were to explain them, people would be like, wait, how did you, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and you've lived, and it's funny because... I'm Disney or Nickelodeon, but it was like a similar time frame, and the 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 fandom was so big. Mm. I would I would argue that your fandom was way bigger, and that your fans just loved you so and still do. It was right? really I feel like it was specific to that show, though, yeah. like that show, right? Yeah. yeah, and and prior to my Nickelodeon days, or maybe around the exact same time, I wasn't. I don't think I was destined to be a Nickelodeon girl. Like I had tested for Hannah Montana. I was on Sweet Life with <laughs> Zach and Cody. Like I could totally have seen. You know you. what I mean? Like I did a lot of the Disney stuff. Yeah. I was up for. Um, yeah, several different things at that time. All Disney. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know what happened. One day I, I switched. I love <laughs> your stories about what you did like as you were growing up, investment. I am just always so impressed with that side of your personality because I knew you when you were 17. When did you start investing your money? Mm, um, early 20s. Well, actually, no. I invested before. I, was, I invested for the first time in stocks at 16. But that was small. Like, I mean, I'll make it very clear. I did not know what I was doing. I was just like, is $500 enough for Apple? Mm -hmm. Like, it was just I invested in things that I, like, wanted to be a consumer of. And mm -hmm. I was raised very conservatively financially. Like, no one was shopping at Whole Foods, but I loved the idea of it. So mm -hmm. I would be like, oh, I'm going to invest in Whole Foods. Like, that's mm -hmm. where all the good, healthy stuff. I always had a love for, like, health and food. Mm -hmm. So I did. I invested in that. I wanted to be on Nickelodeon. I invested in Viacom. These are all things I invested at 16. BMW, because I thought that was the car 
car that was like a dream car for me. And then um, as I got older and like, let's say when Tesla came out, I didn't want to spend the money on a Tesla I invested in instead. Wait, this is so wild. So you did you have a certain amount of money that you would allocate to investments a year? Or? No, I would just do it on a whim. Like oh, I would okay. be like, oh, this sounds cool. But I, let me tell you, it was like literally never more than $500. Okay. I always did such small increments because I didn't understand the stock market. I wasn't going to babysit it. I wasn't like, I was just like, throw it at the wind and you know, if it's something I could afford to lose, big deal. Interesting. And that's still kind of how I've invested. Um, yeah. But has it now. has it paid off? Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> I, you know, I prematurely sold my Apple stock, but it okay. would have paid off. And it did. It was just, I wish I still had it. Yeah. Um, yeah, stocks or whatever, like they're kind of just sitting there. They have been like a really nice little like slush fund that I've like borrowed against since, which has been really helpful. Like we basically did our entire renovation on our home, basically from borrowing against as collateral. That was just like all but from like, investment But like what you're money. saying right now is like you're so financially fluent. It's fantastic. Because I didn't want to be poor. <laughs> <laughs> did you see other people not not spending their money correctly? I was one of them. Mm, you didn't know yes, me that way. Yes, but I wasn't really paying close attention. I just knew that I, even before acting, when I was really young, like I always sold stuff. Like <laughs> I would do garage sales on the weekend. I would make clothes and sell them. I would pierce my friend's ears and charge them. I would do, I mean, I literally was always trying to make money, bejeweled things, anything that was trendy. I People wanted fake nails for their fifth grade graduation. I bought the kit. Like I tried I to figure out fake nails. I didn't know this about you, yeah. It's exhausting. Your it's a trauma response. <laughs> From what? I just maybe, I don't know, like not feeling like, I was secure that like money was always talked about. It was always like a concern growing up. So it was. I just was always like, I'm going to be self-sufficient. Mm -hmm. I don't want anyone to ever worry about me. Mm -hmm. I paid for my lunches. I paid for the Game Boy. I bought it for my brother. Like I did all the things on my own the best that I could. And that's always sort of stuck with me. Yeah. I've always wanted to provide. Are you the oldest, youngest? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Old oldest. I've seen a lot of memes of like how the oldest is always considered like you know, they pick up the slack. They're the most mm. responsible. They they don't want to bother anybody. Yes, like, that's very, me. Yeah, yeah. Disassociation queen. See, <laughs> my perception of you was that you were young. Oh no. And I and I and I can relate to that only that I was the youngest of four. Oh. So I was the baby. I was literally called the baby. Mm. And then when I was casted as Ren. I was like the older sister. And so like everybody perceives me as the older sister type. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I can't live that down. So I've, I've kind of had to understand what that's like to feel that archetype of the older sister, which right. is like, I will take care of myself. I will find a way to, 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 to make the money to make this happen or something. Yeah, right? totally. I have two sisters that I don't currently speak to, but that doesn't mean that we can't, you know, at some yeah. point heal when everyone's in a really healthy space. Like it's totally. just like, I feel like sibling relationships, especially now having two, like I could only hope that like they stay close. Mm -hmm. And I already see it with the way that they play. And like when the older one is maybe not as receptive to hugging the little one mm -hmm. and the little one like just lights up when she gives her attention. So it's like, I try to keep them understanding just how important they are to each other. But you also don't want to like, you know, uh, force it yeah on them yeah I think it is different only because I only know having a brother just one like two of us it is different when there's two versus four I oh. think that there's room for not error but like room for some like kerfuffle oh, in the yeah. foursome Favorites. rather with the two it's and like you're, you're each other's everything <laughs> yeah. like and you don't really have a choice like even if you don't want to be they're the only ones you got did you did you know with Andrew that you guys wanted to have another one after your first 
Um, yeah, I did. Our first was shocking. Like I did not, and I wanted six kids. Like I always thought that I would have like a handful of kids. I yeah. loved kids. Yeah. Um, but it was and so consuming <laughs> and you're like, oh my goodness, I don't know sleep. I don't know time. I don't know eating. I don't know anything anymore. Like mm -hmm. everything was new and it yeah. was a lot, um, at once. And <laughs> Ivory happened to us. Like she literally was like, whoosh, here I am. And yeah. I don't even remember being pregnant the second time. Like it was just like, boom, boom. Yeah. And I'm so glad, like we wouldn't have it any other way. And where we are now, it's like two is perfect. This is, I mean, it's a lot, but it's yeah. great. Yeah. The door's not closed, but I yeah. don't, I'm not focusing on growing the yeah. family at the, the moment. world is crazy yeah and you take it one day at a time yes. but i i do I, yeah multiples is 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 a whole different thing and that's not to say like like i remember before having kids to having one kid when people would talk about being like animal parents mm. i would be like what are you talking about? It's not the same. But yeah. I remember being a dog lover, thinking my dog Your was dog like was my in Utah. child. Oh, Brando? Yeah. Aww. Yeah, I'm glad I remembered that. <laughs> yeah. He was my firstborn, get he was it? so cute. He, no better looking dog for you. Oh, yes, he was the best dog. He was the I can't believe you remember him. Yeah. That's how I visually can, like, if I could write, if I was like a cartoonist, I'll show you a I could draw Brando. <laughs> I still have pictures of this dead dog on my phone. Oh. I have his ashes, like, in my closet. I see I them. I can see that. He was special. Right? Yeah. Oh, thank Thank you. Yeah. So he was like my first child. So I did understand what it meant when people were like, this is my child. But then it's like you have a child. And you're like, not the same thing. Mm. And then when you have multiple children, you're like, not the same thing mm -hmm. to people that have one. But it's not that you're mom shaming. You're just like, I, I it's very interesting to see the jump with friends from one to two. I have one friend here now that's about to have her second. Mm. And I'm like, the childcare, the cost, all of it, the coordination efforts for two little lives. Yes. It does change quite quite yes, a lot. It yeah. does. No, it's amazing. I've literally learned so much about myself through this process and like how much I could actually handle. Cause I thought that I could handle anything before. And now I'm realizing like you need to take a break, a breath, <laughs> a sip of water, and sit down, which I still haven't been good at. Like I truly never sit down. This is really nice. Oh, I like I'm this so, chair. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm thanks. so happy. And you do have do you have water? I do. It's great. Okay, Hydration. Sip it. Yeah, it's cold. <laughs> so, oh my goodness. It's it's so fun to talk about Utah and it's it's so fun to talk about, um, you know, just how we've we've really been in each other's lives peripherally. But I feel like we've I've always wanted you to know how I've I've seen you grow, and I'm sad that I don't live closer because mm -hmm. I feel like we could have maybe made more. You know, like I wanted, yeah. I wish we could have hung out more. Yeah. Um, but I'm just always so honored to like know you, and I, I saw you get on stage with the like the iCarly. Um, was it the concert? Oh, the concert that Matt does. That looked yeah. like so much fun. Yeah, he does these fun DJ shows. You should guest if you ever want to. I will guest. I'm sure he's in Texas. I mean, yeah. I've got Bop to the top. They asked me to I be on that, that one. And then Be Our Guest is also another one oh. that happens. There's all these like. Oh, I didn't know that. So nostalgia yeah. is like such a thing. And, you know, we are approached all the time about this stuff. People make content. Yes. Like that's like uh, an homage to the things that we've done in the past. So it is funny to see, like, I was curious because I'm like, I lean hard into nostalgia. And generally, I feel like you have so many other things going on. I don't feel like I even know, I didn't even, I mean, I know that it's a thing because if I ever do like talk about it or post like some sort of thing with like an audio clip from like back in the day, which I just kind of did for the first time, I realized people love it, mm -hmm. but I forgot that that's like such a thing for people. Cause mm -hmm. I don't know, I feel like I blacked out a lot of that time. <laughs> I was like, what's happening? It was like so Fast full paced. speed ahead yeah. that like, it feels like a completely different life. Yeah, Like I can't believe that was me yeah. doing all of that. 
you know, and like all these different stages were so different. And I guess I could like bookmark them as like projects. You're mm -hmm. like each project is the most consuming thing mm -hmm. with the most important people in your entire lives for that exact moment in time. Mm -hmm. And it feels like it's the biggest like moment. And then it's gone. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, you don't talk to any of those people. I'm surprised we even kept in touch. Like, oh, it's yeah, weird, right? Like, yeah. it is kind of like this. I was going to say, like, how did we reconnect? It was just, I, I don't remember. You how. did a good job of it because you were doing yeah. your show. Yeah, and, you, and you were reaching out reaching, to, like, old oh, cast. I was totally. Yeah. Necessity. It's cool. <laughs> Listen, I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, no, I really did love watching your socials and, like, your stuff with Andrew and, like, oh, the couple thanks. the couple content. So I can understand that, like, you know, nostalgia isn't something that you might choose to lean into. You've got you know, your, your wellness stuff, right? Yeah. Like your veganism, which I definitely want to chat about because we really didn't truly get to talk about it in the tone that I would like to talk about it with you. Um, when we were doing my happy little kitchen content, yeah. I was like, the, actually one of the reasons why I decided to do vulnerable was because of our episode, because I remember asking you about your, I believe it was, was it, was it PETA? Oh, maybe. It, it was I your mermaid. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. And um, you, you were you did a campaign uh -huh. for someone I don't remember, but yeah, it was, it was like you were Peta. Yeah. Okay, and you were mermaid. We couldn't talk about like what that meant, the the messaging behind all of that, and like how affected it is for you. And I remember you also doing YouTube content where you were like watching the meat factories, mm -hmm. and um, you know I I was like, damn it, I can't ask her any of these things because mm -hmm. we're making like vegan, yeah, whatever it was, that sushi we were rolls or something. Yes, yeah. vegan sushi rolls. Yeah. That was fun. It was fun. You did but a great yeah, job. No, I remember no, you. you rolled the shit out of those. Listen, I love food. Yeah, you're you're a good cook. Oh, thanks. Nothing <laughs> like a little raw sushi. <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, so maybe you weren't pregnant then. I no. Oh no, they're vegan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the worst, ladies no, and gentlemen. No. Um, but yeah, no, I really I you know, before I started that cooking show, I didn't even know what veganism really was. Yeah. You know, it's it's like slanderous. Sure. But and now now it's so normalized. Like having yeah. different gluten and stuff yeah, like that. People were so like thinking things. that was like, oh, you're just being a bitch. You're just being picky. Yeah. But to to understand somebody who's where you've always been vegan, right? Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I don't come from like a vegan family. Like I am the only person of my kind in my family and my friends. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when I was like five years old, I decided not to eat animals um, because of an experience. And then five years later, I went vegan from another experience. And How, do you yeah. talk about those experiences? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can oh, okay. share. Yeah, I feel they? like I feel like I've said it so many times. But basically, when I was five, I was at a dude ranch with my family and I saw them do a rodeo. They were tying up the cows and branding them and whipping them on the floor. And it looked horrific to me. And I just was so young and vulnerable. Yeah. And um, and I was also inquisitive. Like, I know this now because I have a three-year-old who would probably ask the same questions. And I would probably give him the same answers. And he would make his own decision. And I did. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm not going to eat animals. Like, this is silly. Um, that night at the ranch, they literally served, like, steaks and was like, this is from our, you know, these are my cows. And blah, blah. and it, to was me, just here? registered. In California? Um, it was in a part of California. Oh. Yeah. But, like, out in the boonies, you know? Inland. Inland. Somewhere in <laughs> Farm country. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, cut to, you know, five years later, my uncle was passing away of cancer. Mm -hmm. And they had hospice at his house knowing that he only had X amount of time left. And they brought over a vegan chef to make, like, meals for him and the family and whatever. And basically, when I was with them at the house, she explained to us that, like, <clears throat> cancer can't live in an alkaline body. And, like, it's really, like, meats are carcinogenic. And I learned more about the health implications at that point. 
cut to about sixth grade, I was reading Skinny Bitch. Did you read that book? I didn't. Oh, I'm surprised. Everyone read it. I feel like when I talk to people around my age, they're like, I read that book. It's not um, what you think. It's about the actual business of animal ag and also just big food in general, Mm -hmm. like understanding big food and the business behind it all. And I am just someone who does not want to be duped. I want to know what, like I care so much about my own well-being and I don't listen to really anyone. I've never really had a doctor. Like I'm just very independent in my Mm -hmm. thinking. And I learned enough that made me feel pretty confident in my decision to like just not eat things that I didn't feel good about and meat and dairy and that sort of thing was just one of them. So I guess, yeah, technically speaking, I'm vegan. I've grown to a point, it's been 24 years now, where I don't really like label it as much. Like I do say like I eat mostly plant-based, which is true. Um, And I am ethically inclined to like you know, live a more vegan diet, which is also true. And yeah, it feels good. Like I'm, but you're not like well. a fundamentalist vegan where you're going to be like, you know, like, no, I don't shame protesting. I'm and, not. No, that's yeah. not the approach I take. I, it's really not the approach I've ever taken. Yes. I've done things for PETA in the past because they've approached and a lot of it has felt good and resonate at the time. I think my first uh, it campaign, was a very different time too. I'm sure different time, yeah. different time. Now mm-hmm. it's like, unfortunately, like I really don't align with a lot of things for the reason of like, I want to make my own decisions. I don't really want to a offend anyone. B get canceled. Yeah, you can (laughs) even if it's coming from like the good kindness of my own heart. Like I just yeah. And you know what? I can relate to the non-shaming thing. Yeah, because I'm about seven years into my you know sobriety. Yeah, and I am awesome. Like I am like so good with it. There's no social situation that you could put me in where I'm like oh man, this sucks. You know, occasionally I'll be like, okay, I slip and I'm like, I really want a cigarette. Mm. But it's like one cigarette and it leads to something. And it's no, no, no. No? Just if I have one cigarette, it doesn't lead to anything. I'm not like that drawn to, to anything. You know what I'm saying? So I'm very, I'm very like very sober, Mm. but I don't. Do you work a program? No, I don't. I don't even have a 12 step. Never. You never did. Okay. I was in Al-Anon. Okay. Oh, you were in Al-Anon. Oh, interesting. Why? Did you grow up with addicts? Yes. Okay. Yes, I have a lot of qualifiers. And did you like Al-Anon? I think the 12-step methodology is fantastic for anyone who needs to be in touch with a higher power. I think it's a roadmap for you to kind of get to know yourself. Have you ever, like, some people don't, like, on podcasts, they won't mention Al-Anon or AA. Like, the names. Really? They'll be like, I'm part of this group. And I'm like, why are we making it a thing? Because, like, now I'm thinking you're part of, like, Like Scientology. Scientology. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm, like, confused now. I thought it was, like, common knowledge. Maybe they are part of Scientology because they are sober in Scientology. I don't think they're allowed to drink, are they? Oh, I don't know. Yes, they're not. They're not allowed to drink alcohol. It's almost kind of like Mormonism. Oh. Yeah. Drugs and alcohol are not are not permitted in Scientology, gotcha. which is why, uh, like Katie Holmes, when she had a baby, she um, couldn't scream. No, and she couldn't have alcohol or not alcohol. She uh, can drugs. have an epidural. She can have an epidural, and they're also not allowed to scream. <laughs> I know, right? Isn't that crazy? Wow. So much for feeling your feelings. The fetus coming into the world. I don't. I mean, that's got to be a thing. I'm yeah. sure. But yeah. like, what are you going to do? But you got to scream, right? Yeah. <laughs> and in some ways, that helps you. You release the, child the like, out. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have natural births? Oh, I wish. I t- was yeah. planning to have one like in yeah. a water and then I had I, an I emergency C-section. That. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was a bummer. Did you have a C-section both times? Both. So okay. the second time. So v- what does that call it? No, no. V-back is when you. V-back is natural. Yeah. Yeah. If there were a third, I think for myself and my like, because I wanted it so bad, I would yeah. just do completely natural. No Me drugs. too. I agree with you. I would do, I would do the, well. <laughs> I mean, it's wild. The pain is like something I've never, because I did go into labor, but like, yeah, yeah, that is some wild shit. Yeah. Well, so where did you deliver? 
Ooh, that's its own story. It was a, <laughs> an emergency C-section. I never had planned to, I never even thought for a second I'd end up in a hospital. So I didn't yeah. even look at them. I oh, didn't even wow. acknowledge them. So I did have a midwife, but because she wasn't like a doctor that like had like rights at any hospital, she was like, the only hospital that'll let me like be there and help you deliver this baby is in Whittier. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's like a good solid almost two hours away from our house. So idiot me didn't know that like I was in dire need of getting this baby out because things were really bad. I we drove to Whittier. So that's where he was born. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's a real pregnancy or delivery story. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. He was born in meconium. So they broke my water. Everything was green. Oh, wow. That was wild. I got in a car accident by, this is an even funnier story, got in a car accident by a guy who was a, like a well-known guy in entertainment um, in a parking lot who- Were you pregnant? I was nine months pregnant. Nine months. Oh, I was doing God. a week. Oh, um, no. And he backed right into my car door, like not even looking when he backed out. I was just sitting there like a sitting duck wedged between two cars and just backed right into me. And I screamed so loud. So talk about scaring the baby. I yeah. scared him so much that he went into shock and he pooped in the room. <gasps> oh, poor like very baby. Dangerous. Oh, my gosh. Wait, yeah. that makes so much sense. So my my crazy delivery story, we're talking about crazy delivery stories, was that my second baby, um, I think it's really interesting that you mentioned that your it was your second or your first I my think that. first yeah. your first was the emergency c-section yeah. um i think my second probably did because she was born with meconium mm-hmm. as well and um and and there was i we were very yeah they had to pop my bag i had gotten some person that was working with our family at the time brought home like a air sickness, mm. like a stomach sickness. Mm. And it got my little one super, super sick. My my four-year-old at the time wrote her. No, she was like two, actually. And um, I was like in the bath with her, like catching her, all of her insides <laughs> in different directions because that was the only place that my two-and-a-half-year-old could like feel like, okay, she was mm-hmm. freaking out. I was catching her vomit. I was uh, two centimeters dilated. Oh, wow. And so that definitely like went through. I caught it. And um, I think that that trauma probably made the baby poop. Yeah, for because sure. Because I was like throwing up violently. Oh, and then, shoot. And then I went into like false labor, but it was like pretty right. intense. So when I got- It is intense. Like, yeah. It's it, like when you're like on the on the verge of uh-huh. thinking like this could be it, it's, it is very intense. Oh, man. Um, so anyway, I went, I went in, um, it was a week early. And I was like, you know, they, they had to give me Zofrin or something like that, which would get me to stop throwing, throwing up, up and everything. But then at that point, they gave me Pitocin and they were like, okay, so we're going to pop your bag. Or we would let the Pitocin, like, you know, run through your body and then you could come back because your contractions have been slowing down, like, over mm. a couple hours. Anyway, long story short, I was so scared. But the good news is that I did have a doula and mm. she, she didn't come in, but... I was able to call her and be like, I need advocacy right now. Mm, Should yeah. I pop this bag or not? Mm-hmm. And she was like, this is your choice. You, you could let the Pitocin, you know, she told me you can let it float through you. Nothing, if they're, if they're pushing you to pop the bag, mm-hmm. you don't need to. Anyway, long story short, I keep saying that, but it's mm-hmm. like, I think women's pregnancy delivery stories are so so interesting. Raw. <laughs> they're raw and every one of them is, is complicated. It's yeah. not just like, 
I'm pregnant, and then here's the picture of us together. Mm, like, it wasn't for me. Right? <laughs> the first time, at least. No, I'm so sorry to hear that. No, so but what, you know what? It's You're like a superhero in that moment. So like, even though mine was a very wild journey that I could have never anticipated, I thought it was beautiful. And I thought, let's do it again. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, birth is incredible. <laughs> this is insanely incredible. Like, I literally just have a human now, and it was in me, and now it's not. Like, all of it was amazing. So I was you so had no postpartum, any kind of depression? Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think I even knew I did but I had I had a lot of anxieties mm. a ton of anxieties like a lot of like weird feelings around like certain people like coming into our home and like you know like I would get anxious about like someone holding him for too long or like I don't know like there was weird things and then of course like the pandemic happened and I was like wow this is wild and like there was just so many weird feelings that I had to navigate early on yes um, you're traumatized better from, from it, it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you call grit yeah um, I loved catching up with you today about the the pregnancy stuff and I know we we kind of touched on the vegan stuff but like oh, yeah. um I just am curious like d- have you done a cookbook yet or like oh you- no well no I have an app that well it's not even an app it's like a web-based app so it's like a membership and there's thousands of recipes on there they're not all like my actual original recipes mm-hmm. it's like an entire database of recipes that are curated for like my members and then I have mine on there as well okay there's like meal plans and stuff so like, where can they find that then um daniellasdigest.com oh got it yeah and this is like a newsletter that you're doing. Yeah, there's a newsletter. There's um, really great deals on there as well, like deals that like aren't found online. So like, for instance, Vitamix, you know, they don't really do deals on Vitamix. Yeah. I wanted one for 10 plus years. I was like, I'll get it when I get married. And then never. Nobody just, so anyways, I, um, yeah, I have deals for all these really cool brands that I put on like that kind of pedestal that are only available for annual members. So what do you want to do like in terms of wellness? Because I, I, I could definitely foresee you you know, you're still going to be acting when you want to. And like, you're you're here in La La Land. I mean, you don't live in La La Land, but yeah. like, you're here. Yeah. And you're so gorgeous. Oh, gosh. I knew you when you were a peanut, but Thank my you. goodness, you're, what a beautiful woman. You look the exact same. You're That's stunning. Right. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah. I'll well, we know it. that the internet will tell you. <laughs> um, what they do I want to do? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm really missing acting. Like, yeah. I think I, I miss it. Like, I love it. It's it's like embedded in me, and I wish it wasn't because it'd be a lot easier to just walk away from it, it forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I love it. Even with all the highs and all the lows and all the in-betweens, like, I love it. Mm-hmm. So it will probably come back into my life at some point when it makes sense. Um, outside of that, like, I don't know what, what the wellness side of things holds. Like, I was going to school for to learn more about like the actual like I guess information behind all this without using my intuitive ability because I do feel like health is intuitive so like I didn't really want to go to IIN and like dig into like the real nitty-gritty but I also felt like I needed some something to lean on like in terms of like accredited accredited what something is, what is IIN it's like a really really like one of the best everyone and it's online or everyone it's here? does it yeah it's in New York but you can oh, do it wow. online that's awesome and it's been like a year program um but I, I just wanted some like something to lean on, some real education, some fundamentals so that like if I ever wanted to do a book or something, which yeah. like is not at all in the ether at the moment, um, that I had like something to, to lean on. But yeah, I just love it. It's been in me forever. And I just want so badly, like one of my biggest things, I guess my mission, my purpose is to like help people or maybe like do it in like a big sisterly way. Yes. Like arm them with the the confidence and um, the sovereignty to like take on their own life and their own health and wellness and educate people along the way about certain things that might not be common knowledge or might not be common knowledge for a reason, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. So and you were an investor in a vegan restaurant here. Yeah. Yeah. 
I remember eating it. it oh I, yeah, it was, awesome. Sugar yeah. taco. Yeah. yeah, sugar taco. Is it yeah. still, it's still open? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Are you kidding me? You guys survived the pandemic. Yeah, actually did pretty well. Like I, every time I come here, it's like, oh, that place is gone. This oh, place is yeah. gone. Like everything is such a high turnover rate. The fact that you could invest in, and it's all female? All female. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Because I knew one of your other investors. Oh, cool. Maybe Jade. Uh, not no, I mean, I think I've I've definitely touched base with all these ladies back in the day when we were doing sure. like mommy giveaways. Oh, okay, it gotcha. was um, it was the it was the lady who was she was a playmate, I think. They all kind of well, a lot of them. There's a lot of people that hot were hot mamas. Like, yeah, they're kind of like this all circuit that of like our moms and yeah. you know they've conscious. been in Hollywood forever and yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. I know it's a really it's a really great concept for it, and it's very tasty. Oh, I know who you're talking about, Jessica. Yes, Hall. Yes, She's I just haven't. I haven't. I haven't really engaged with her online lately. I love her. You like her content. It's like there's a lot of trending sounds and stuff like that. Jessica? She's fun. Yeah. Oh, tell her I said hello. I will. I will. I've got to go. I really do want to eat at Sugar Taco because that place is super tasty. Oh, go good. check it out if you are in town. Yeah. <laughs> it's there. Yeah. That's so cool. And then otherwise, okay, so well, people can go see you. Are you on socials really now? No, I am. I do okay. like Instagram, um, mostly Instagram. Like I told your one of the girls that worked with you, she was like, if you want to do any TikToks after, I said, I post like once a quarter, but Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a little bit of everything. And yeah, just figuring out what's next. Really. Are you going to do another like iCarly concert? Oh, yeah. I mean, this is my friend. My friend who is my castmate on Victorious is the one who started this DJing thing. So oh, he just learned how to DJ over COVID and was like, <laughs> I'm going to do this on the road. And so he's been killing it. Yeah. And I only just join him once in a while, like when he's around town or if there's a place I want to visit. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, it's fun. Oh, good. Okay, yeah. well, she's coming to a town near you. <laughs> Maybe. Well, if I'm not, Matt is. Yes, exactly. And um, I, I, this is sad because this time really went by very fast for me. I know. And I, I just miss you. And I, I, I love that, like, I have this, like, elaborate plan just to get people to hear. Like, I know, to right? <laughs> Just to see people. Right. But um, thank you for coming. Of course. And taking Happy the time to. away from the fam and the chaos. Oh, yeah. No, it was been, it's been nice. It's oh, been good. a joy. It's been a little quieter. A little than... bit of an adult conversation <laughs> is good for the soul. Yes, lady. Yes. <laughs> okay, Daniela, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much for watching this episode of The Vulnerable Podcast. For clips of this episode and many more, go ahead and check out the Podco YouTube channel. The link is in the description.